Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Good morning, if you will, turn with me to Luke chapter 5. We're going to be reading here, and if you don't have uh, your Bibles with us, it will be on screen. But I can recall growing up in Florida that... Uh, you wouldn't know based off of this outfit, um, but I used to love to fish. My dad lived on the water, and you could catch me out on, on the dock uh, all the times. Every weekend my, when I was with my dad, we would go fishing. We'd go on the boat. We'd do all of those things, and I can remember just I, – I can remember hot dogs – bologna, marshmallow. I've fished with anything and everything you can think of. I tried ice cubes. Don't ask me why I thought it would work. You toss it in and it's like melted. Where'd it go? I thought it would bring the fish to the surface. It just didn't work. But growing up in Florida, I've wasted a lot of lures. I've wasted a lot of bait. And there's been times where it's been the exact opposite, where, where it's been some really good fishing days. Like as soon as you could get uh, a, a something in the line, a fish was biting, and it was there, and we knew what we were eating for dinner. We didn't have to get McDonald's on the way home because the just everything was, was working uh, as it should. And so this morning, we're going to look at the scripture that talks about fishing. And I'm going to hopefully do it justice and just bring a little bit of clarity to this this morning. So here, Luke gives us a great uh, revelation, I guess, or a great story of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and what that looks like effectively. So here we have Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Those are going to be our characters of context this morning. But they had just spent the whole night fishing. They had just gone out uh, out and wasted uh, countless hours doing back-breaking work. Has anybody ever been there? You've done something for like eight hours in a row and never seen a result. Like story of my life. I do it all the time. I go to work and I'm there and then like nothing happens. And I'm like, what did I do? That's just how it works, right? So we go and then there's other days where we get a lot done and we're like, hey, this is a productive day. I feel good about myself. I'm good. And then here, nothing happens. Says that they didn't catch anything that they were restless, that they were exhausted. So this morning, let's read our context here in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. So I'm going to do a little bit of lengthy reading, so just bear with me. But it says, One day, as Jesus was standing by Lake Gennesaret, that's the Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen, who were washing their nets. And he got into one of the, blo- the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. Verse 4 says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon Peter, this is in red letters, so it's important, pay attention. It says, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. He didn't say for a fish, he said, for a catch. So here, there's the, it, Jesus is already telling us what he's going to do. We're not going to go fishing. We're going to go catching. So verse 5 says, Simon answered. He says, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began 
to break. And so they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come help them, and they came and filled both boats, so full to the point that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon again in red letters, pay attention, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. And so they pulled their boats up on shore and they left everything and followed him. So this morning, church, I want to talk to us about fishing in the dark. Fishing in the dark, how we can, our lives, in our lives, and through our lives, we can be better disciples like Jesus. And so the first point I want to make to you today is this, is that in order to disciple like Jesus, in order to be the best representation of what a disciple should be, we must first believe beyond belief. And I know that's kind of a tongue twister, but we have to believe beyond belief. We have to believe beyond what we can imagine. Verse 4 and 5 says it like this. It says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the water and again, let down the nets for a what? Catch. He didn't say we're going fishing. He said we're going catching. And so Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. I see a little bit of probably my own life in there. And Simon here initially meets Jesus with a little bit of resistance, just like anybody. Listen, your mom would come and be like, clean your room. I just cleaned it yesterday. It's not dirty. And then somehow it's dirty. I don't know how it happened, but it's there. It's like my kid's room. My, I get home and my kid's like, dad, 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 guess what? I just cleaned my room. And then I go up there to put him to bed at night and there's like all his toys. And I'm like, where did all these toys come from? And you can't like, you got to like tiptoe across the floor, try to get there. You're going to break your ankle. Right. And so, so, so here Simon Peter says, God, listen, Jesus, listen, we were just out there. I don't think that's the best idea. I've already fished those spots. I'm a pretty good fisherman, I think. I do this for a living. There's nothing there. So he meets it with a little bit of resistance, and if we're honest, that's probably us. God will speak something into our lives, and we say, God, but you know what? I don't want to go back over there. That church hurt me. That person hurt me. I don't want to, to be out there. I don't want to be exposed like that. So we tend to take this position to where we start to argue and say, you know what, God, that, that I'm, I'm better. I already know these things. And Simon, who later, because of this interaction, gets his name changed to Simon Peter or gets his name changed to Peter, is speaking from a place of experience. How many of us know that experience sometimes can be a killer? Experience is great. Don't get me wrong. I hire people at my job all the time because they got a good amount of experience. I've had times, though, when I've hired somebody because their experience looks long. They're just like a serial job hopper, and, like, that's not a good thing. So sometimes experience isn't a good thing, but we have to believe beyond our experience. We have to believe beyond our inexperience. We have to believe beyond our knowledge or our stupidity. Can I get an amen? 
We have to believe beyond what we know and what we don't know. Our Facebook degrees are one of them. I'm not going to go there because somebody's going to get their toes hurt this morning. He talked about me. He said something about me, and that is not my plan. But this morning, we have to believe beyond belief. You see, his teachings won't always make sense. I don't know why my father-in-law fell off a roof. I don't. And, and to be honest with you, I've kind of struggled, and I've questioned, and I've said, God, he's already messed up. He's already, got, he's already hurting. He's already going through all these things. Why did you allow this to happen? But I have to believe beyond belief, beyond my own knowledge, my own experience to say, you know what, God? If you're calling it and telling me to do it, I have to be faithful and just do it. I have to walk in obedience. I have to walk in faithfulness. I can't take this place where I say it's not effective. It's of no use. It's of no good. We have to believe and accept in our hearts that God is moving and that he's always moving. John, 5, chapters, or John chapter 5 verse 17 puts it like this. And it says, in his defense, Jesus said to them, says, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. To this very day, God is working. And if we admit that and we say that we believe in it and believe the Bible and everything else like that, why did what he do then he can't do now? We're, we're crazy. We're, we're, we get so caught up and we get so involved in our emotions that we say, God, I need you to do this over here. I know you did it there, and we speak it, but we don't believe it. We say, God, you know what? I want to see you do a miracle, but we don't begin to claim the miracle. We don't say, God, you know what? I know you're going to fulfill this need. I know you're going to make this prayer request. I know you're going to do what you said you were due because you're always working to this very day. Every miracle that he did then, he can do now. It doesn't change just because this, that, or the other, because it's 2022 and we don't see him walking around on the streets, right? He can still do those miracles in our life if we would just believe beyond belief. The second point I want to make today, this morning, is that it has to be, has to be, has to be. No uh, questions about it. H-A-S, has to. It has to be less of me and more of him. It has to be. It has to be less about us. It has to be less about Ryan. It has to be less about Pastor Eric as he's up here or anybody else that's out here. You guys are all great people. Don't get me wrong. You guys are all great, right? But it has to be less of us. We're all good. We're all qualified. We're all talented, but none of us are perfect. In that moment when the fishermen had just come back and they were preparing their, their tools and their boats and they were cleaning and then doing everything else, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same day as it normally was. They realized that just shortly away from them on the shore was the Son of God. Jesus was there preaching, was talking. And, and, and Simon Peter and the boat reminds us of that. Once he gets pushed out and he falls on his face and he says, God, Jesus, I, I, I'm not perfect. I'm a sinful man. Go away from me. It reminds us, reminds us excuse me, I'm sorry, of Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3, where it says that he was in the presence 
of a holy, holy, holy God. Not just a one times holy or a two times holy, but a three times holy God. Because it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about him. When we see that, that who Jesus really is, when we hear the call that he has for our lives, that we have to say, we have to fall on our face and say, God, it's not about me. I want to be so much like you, God. I want to be such a great fisherman or fisher lady uh, that, that I want to be so much like you that I have to die of myself to gain you. I'm going to be honest, is that, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll speak to myself because I know myself. I don't want to say I know you guys. But I do not deserve the promises that God has for me. I know I messed up. I know I, you should see me out there on the golf course. Vinny can attest to this. Like, I hit one the wrong way, and it's like, there goes my salvation. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. You know, I, I, I sent him a, a picture this morning. It's like, you know, I go and I find something, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling on top of the mountain. And in the very next hole, I just shank it again, and it's over there. And it's like, well, you know what? I messed up. If I was Jesus, hole in one every time, no matter the yardage, right? But, 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 but we have to realize that it's less of us and more of him. Some of us are intelligent. Some of us have common sense leave that one over there again because I'm not, listen, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get in trouble. Pastor Eric's going to be like, what are you talking about? Their Facebook degrees and their common sense. Uh, you know, but we have all of these resources. We have all of these things that equip us that might make us seem like we're good or that we're, we're capable, but in all reality, it's not. We have these things that make us look good and feel good and we can accomplish so much and all of these resources and the only resource we really need all along is Jesus. Obviously, we have jobs, and I'm not talking all of that crazy stuff. Go do your jobs. Do the things and, and use the tools that you need for that. But in our lives, we use social media. We use uh, Jordans. We use golf clubs. We use whatever your niche is, whatever your thing is, to validate ourselves, and we allow ourselves to take the place of God. We say, oh, you know what? I'm good enough. I've got, you know, 1,300 followers on Instagram. You know, I posted that highlight reel, and now everyone likes it. And what is my highlight reel here is, like, the best moments of my life. You guys think I'm living on the regular. But we allow these things to get caught up in our head, and we think, oh, it's me, 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 me. And, and Jesus is okay with that. God's okay with that. He's like, listen, I want you to talk about yourself. I want you to talk about the things that make you happy. I want you to do those things that make you happy. But sometimes, just sometimes stop where you are and just love on me. Just hang out with me. Spend time in my presence and know that it's because of me you have all of these things. Luke 22, verse 42 says what? It says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Here in this moment, Jesus is very real. He's having a moment of flesh, and he's saying, God, if there's another way, 
if we can make this happen, if we can save the rest of eternity, if there's another way, let's do it. But if not, your will be done. It's less of me and more of you. And that's Jesus. That, that should be, Christian literally means to be like Christ. So if Jesus had that very surreal moment where he had to step away, he got to, had to get away from people and he had to say, you know what, God, I know it hurts. I know it don't feel good. I know it's not what it seems. But if there's another way, God, let me know. And if it's not, I'm committed. I'll do it. It's less about me and more about you. Last point I want to make to you, and I'm, I'm speeding through this, I promise, because I want to get you on time to lunch. Amen. I heard somebody's stomach growl. It might have been mine. But in order to disciple like Jesus, in order to become a fisherman for people, we have to be committed to the mission. You see, Jesus commissions us to be fishers of man. And it's not just talking about guys. It's talking about guys and girls. Man here is used in the context of mankind. So young, the young generation and our seasoned saints. I won't use the old, uh, the other, I almost said it there. Uh, I won't use that other three-letter word that begins in O, L, and D uh, to, to describe people, but our seasoned saints, right? So, so of all people, we are supposed to be fishers of all people. We are supposed to share the gospel with everyone, young and not so young. Uh, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Mark 16, verse 15 puts it this way, and he said to them, go into all the world. Somebody say all the world. All the world. Thank you. And preach the gospel to all creation. All creation. Listen, that stupid dog that woke me up at 6 o'clock this morning deserves the gospel of Jesus Christ. I promise you he almost got the unsaved Ryan this morning. Like, he starts barking at 6 a.m., and I'm like, dude, I still got like another hour before I got to get up. You better, But I was like, you know what? Ugh, whatever. Gosh, man, that stupid dog. But all creation. I know Pastor, Pastor Eric here, he'd be like, Amen. I know he hates his dog. Rolls around, rolls around in the mud and then gets like all, hey, we, we were sitting here. We were at staff the other day. And I can do this because he's not here so I can talk about him just a, just a little bit. If anybody tells, I'll fight you. I promise. I did not say that from up here. It did not happen. Uh, Eric, I'm going to need you to, or uh, uh, Travis, I'm going to need you to cut that from the tape so he can't watch it. But, um, but, but, but we were talking the other day and, and, and the, the Bailey the, I don't know what kind of dog it is, but, but he was there and, and it got like all messed up and then he had to go shave it and he goes, dude, that dog's going to be so ugly, so ugly, but they deserve the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. But see here, we get something in Mark chapter 16 where he says that we have to go into all of the world and preach the gospel. But you see here, purpose and calling are two different things. We, we seem to get these things mixed up sometimes, and we think that, that, that purpose and calling are the same thing, and in all reality, they're not. Purpose and calling are two separate things. Our purpose is what we're supposed to do, and calling is how we do it. 
Matthew 22, 37 tells us this. It says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. So our purpose as a people, as a church, as individuals is to love God with all of your hearts, all of your souls, and all of your minds. But our calling is to love one another as you love yourself. We have different avenues of doing that. Some of us are good at singing. Some of us are good at preaching. Some of us are good at teaching. Some of us are good at art. Some of us are good at golf, uh, not I. Some of us are good at, at educating, whatever that case may be. But your calling is what you've been blessed with and talented enough to do your purpose. So your purpose and your calling are two completely different things. And so as I'm closing, uh, can somebody hand me that? Thank you. I appreciate that. My handy-dandy fishing pole. Uh, Y'all, I had to steal this from my son. It is his Spider-Man fishing pole. But, but, you know, sometimes kids' props make the best props of all. But this fishing pole has seen a lot of things. Believe it or not, not with this uh, lure that I have on here. I've caught in fish with this lure, with this pole. Nothing crazy. I didn't like go like sink me a six pound like bass or anything with it, or you know, ten pound or a ten foot long shark or whatever. But I've caught things with this, and it reminded me as I as I started preparing for my message this week of the first time. Oliver used this. But we're sitting there, and I'm, I'm going to try to sit down, and hopefully the mic doesn't catch out or, or cut out. But, but I'm sitting here, and Oliver's sitting here. My father-in-law is just sitting on the other side of him. And I threw it out. Nothing happened. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm like the worst fisherman ever because like I like throw it out, and then I'm like, oh, nobody. Okay, I roll it back up. My father-in-law had to teach me a very important life lesson that day. So, so I'm here. I hand it over to my father-in-law who's here. And he, he throws it out there. And he just sits. And he's patient. So who, who knows that? Sometimes we got to be patient in the Lord. Listen, sometimes the best thing you can do is wait on the Lord. And so we sit in there. And he's, and he's you know, waiting. And, and it's got a little bit. And you can see it. And I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm hyping him up. And I'm telling Oliver, and I'm saying, watch what he's about to do. Watch, watch the fishing pole. It's going. And bam, soon enough, it was honestly probably about this size. <laughs> hey, listen, don't laugh. It's okay. He caught, he caught a fish about this size, and he brings it up out of the water, and Oliver is going crazy. And this is how I know my kid is not made for the outdoors. My kid at this time goes, ooh, a fish. And my father-in-law took that as he wanted the fish. Wham smacked him dead in the forehead with the fish. I promise you, smacked him dead in the forehead with the fish. A slimy, I've never heard my kid scream like that in his entire life. You would have thought somebody just like ran off with his leg. He didn't touch it the rest of the day we were out there. I promise you, I tried. But for the rest of the afternoon, I took that same fishing pole. And I just fished. I get me one. I'd reel it in, 
I'd look at it. I'd say, hey, Oliver, come look. No, not the fish. Not again. I'd take it off. I'd throw it back. But as I started thinking about it in that moment, as many of you laughed when I brought out my Spider-Man fishing pole, it wasn't necessarily about the rod or the reel that I was using as much as it was about the bait that I had on the end of it, about the lure that I had put on it. If I would have just maybe put a shiny on there, thrown it out there, I would have probably attracted a certain kind of fish. Or if I would have put a, a live bait on there, who knows, and depending on where I was, I could have caught a live or a different fish. I could have said, you know what? That bait worked. That one didn't. This one did. But as a people, as a church, so you know what? I want that kind of, those kind of people at my church. So we reel it in, we entice them, and then we get them and we catch up and we get them here and we say, hey guys, look, look who God brought to the church. Yeah. And then over here in our own lives, we say, you know what? I only want to hang out with the people maybe that, you know, have 401ks set up. They're going to help me financially succeed. So we begin to fish over here. And then we say, hey, look, I got me a little bit of money in the bank now, guys. I'm, I'm doing good. Thanks. And we find a new fishing spot. Or we go over here and we say, you know what? I want somebody that looks good all the time. That's why I married you, babe. Listen, we can do that. It's okay. Compliment your wife or your husband. So we, we begin to catch. We put out this bait and this lure that seems attractive for the moment. And sometimes it works. Sometimes we catch a fish. And then if you're like me, when you throw it out there, it didn't work the first time. It's okay. My father-in-law showed me up. It's okay. We went back and forth all day. We probably caught like 10 fish that day. But we allow our bait, we allow our lives to determine what we attract. So we say, you know what? Let me throw this one back out there. All right. Ooh, ooh, I got a little bit, I gotta, I gotta work a little bit harder for this one. I gotta reel this one in a little bit harder. But I'm gonna attract just this group, just this fish. But Jesus, who is just standing by on shore convicts us. And what seems like a good day, a good fishing day, we just caught all these fish. Maybe we didn't catch all these fish. Jesus is standing close by and he's saying, listen, get rid of the poles. Get rid of the poles if you'll take this for me. If I break that, my son will be mad at me. But he says, get rid of the poles, get rid of the bait, get rid of all of the fancy tricks and tips and everything else that you guys try to use and just throw the nets. But God, it doesn't work. I've been to that watering hole. I've been there. I don't know how to do it. There's nothing there. And God says, just trust me. Just believe in me and allow me to do the catching. Because, see, when you go with Jesus, you're not fishing, you're catching. 
The gospel goes out and doesn't come back void. Whatever bait or lure you might be using on a fishing pole might not work. But when you throw the nets with Jesus, it doesn't come back void. It doesn't come back empty. And there's plenty there. So this morning, let me ask you, what are you trying to catch? Are you trying to catch yourself? Are you trying to catch a relationship with God? Are you trying to help catch other people and bring them into the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or are you just trying to catch what looks attractive? What looks good in the moment? What you want to eat for dinner tonight? Or are you trying to catch all? A-L-L. It says all of creation. Go into all of the world. And Simon Peter in that moment. In his flesh. In his hurt. In his exhaustion. And whatever else he had going on in his life that the Bible doesn't tell us about. He says, God, you know what? If you want to be pushed back out, let's go. Let's push. Let's go. Let's get out there. Let's catch. And I imagine in that moment, God saw his faithfulness, his obedience, and his hurt. That old saying is if you give a man a fish, you can feed him for a day. But if you teach him to fish, you can feed him for a lifetime. And here in that moment, Jesus was teaching Simon Peter how to fish. Not where to fish or what to fish, but how to fish. Throw out the nets. Catch it all. I love that being a Christian I get to be a fisher of man, but I don't have to do the cleaning. That's not my job. So God comes in and he lives in our hearts and he convicts us and he cleans us. So it's not your job to clean, but it is your job to fish. So this morning as we wrap up, as I, as I close this out, let me challenge you. Let me encourage you. So this morning, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, believe beyond your belief. It might not seem like it's possible. There might not be an insight here and now, but God has already made a way. He already knows the outcome, and he will already fulfill that thing in your life. But you have to admit and you have to accept that it's less of you and more of him. And when you do that, please be committed to the mission. The committed to the mission of sharing the gospel with everyone. Black, white, yellow, green, red, big, small, young, or old. We are all called to share the gospel with all of creation. 
you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together. Thank you.